to the game. Charge it to the game. Charge it to the game. Charge it to the game. It'll never be the same. Charge it to the game. Charge it to the game. Charge it to the game. Want the money and the money and the money. Charge it to the game. Charge it, charge it to the game. Yeah. Charge it to the game. Charge it, charge it to the game. Yeah. Charge it to the game. Charge it, charge it to the game. Yeah. Charge it to the game. It'll never be the same. Don't let me get in my zone. Don't let me get in my zone. You can ask me about other girls, but don't ever get. In oh yeah. You lose me now, cause I got a buzz hotter than a bad bitch up in a jacuzzi. Now when I'm on a come, we don't have a a new song for me to play. The last one was open and I used it on the last podcast. Okay. Whatever you got to do. So I got to throw it back. That's my new rule. All right. Every time we don't have a new song to, to play at the beginning, I throw it back. Okay. Yeah, so say something about it. Sorry that. I'm running late when I was walking back here. Uh, Apollo insisted on getting an 11-point game, 11, uh, point game of ping pong in. Uh, wow. I had to wax him. Yeah. Everyone thinks they can stick with us, but no one can. They don't realize I'm nice. You're all right. I'm better. <laughs> I'm up like I'm up like five one on you. Bullshit. You know it. With the inferior balls. Whatever, dude. Mm-hmm. You always got an excuse for everything. No. You're the excuse man. I don't think so. Yeah, you are. I don't think so. I like so. your hat choice today. Yep, I had to wear something special on twenty podcast twenty five. Why twenty five percent through? <laughs> what are we stopping at a hundred? Yep, I didn't realize that. Yep, that's right. You didn't get the memo, but that's what I'm telling right, everybody. Guys, apparently, we're twenty five percent through. That's right, twenty five percent through. You heard it here first. Well, you're not gonna hear it anywhere else. So, how was your weekend? My weekend? The weekend was so long ago. That's true. You had any weekend plans? I did. I was going to go up north to Bryson's uh, cottage on Lake Charlevoix. Just a small group, and the weather's looking like it's going to be shitty, so we're rain-checking it. Yeah, I got a golf scramble tomorrow, and it's supposed to look, it looks like it's supposed to rain all afternoon. It's yeah. shitty. Well, you could use a day off of golf. So. No golf all the time <laughs> you've golfed so much this summer it's crazy yeah that's about all i do yeah you don't work that's for sure i work and then i golf and then i go home and i sleep and then i work and then i golf and then i go sleep speaking of which british open is uh going on right now who do you got uh I don't even know what the leaderboard is. See, you have insider information right now. Well, I officially picked Justin Thomas in the official pick him before the thing started. He's in. Uh, he's at 200. I mean, if I had to pick somebody, I'm always sticking with Ricky Fowler because I want to see him win something. Okay, he's in it. Is he? What is he at? He's at one under. Mm-hmm. See? I'd like to see Ricky win, but my, but my, my pick... See, I can't stop picking Ricky until he wins something. My pick was Justin Thomas, so he's looking he's looking solid. Tiger Woods started off hot. He was two under through four, and I think he's even right now. So if he has a good day tomorrow, he'll be he'll be right in the thick of things. It's always more entertaining when Tiger's in it. Yeah. For some reason. <laughs> <laughs> Probably because he's the best golfer of our generation. But. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, he's all washed up. That's like being like 
Music isn't the same without Eminem making music. He's not washed up. He's in contention. Washed up. Okay. I was going to ask you if you watched the World Cup, but... No. You didn't watch any of it? I watched one game, and it was... Um... You didn't watch... I didn't watch the final. I watched the semifinal. No? No. Wow. France, dude. Like I said. I have to say. That guy stole my phone. He's been (laughs) trying to to get information from me and fuck with me every night. Let's fuck France. Um, I have to say that was probably one of the more entertaining professional soccer games. You watched it with Tony? I only. No. I actually just watched it with Aaron because I was hung over that day and we just sat there and watched the final. And I actually was, it was tolerable for me to watch because it was, what was it, 4-2 or something like that? I think so. And, you know, there was scoring, six goals, which rarely happens. And World was, Cup World Cup soccer is entertaining. I just didn't get around to really watching any of it this year. See, I don't know. I mean, I I watched games like here and there, not like whole games like that game, but like caught bits and pieces of it, and I'm just it just irritates me. Did you watch any Wimbledon? No, I watched a little bit of that. Um, who won? Djokovic, dude. They say Djokovic, Nadal, and Federer are gonna go down as like three of the top five. Um, men's tennis players of all time and they're all like in our generation it's pretty crazy yeah Serena made it to the finals after being coming off a pregnancy she lost but you know she's a beast she is that gets me into um, something I wanted to discuss that we jokingly said we were going to discuss and then I said you know what this pisses me off when People try to have the athletic arguments between men and women. Like, there is no argument. Like, when Serena made it to the finals and she's coming off the pregnancy, and I saw all these things floating around on social media, like, best tennis player of all time, not best female tennis player of all time, best tennis player of all time. No, she's not. She would be a shitty player on the men's tour. <laughs> and, and that's not like talking shit. That's just genetics. That's just like what it is. Did you hear John McEnroe got into big trouble about talking about this? A long time ago? No, like literally recently. No, I thought it was like four years ago. It was? I thought. I don't think so. I don't think it was that long ago. There was, there, was a, there was a thing a, a, a while back. He was, I remember him saying something about... It was, it it was, there was some interview. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't recently. I don't think. I don't think it was four years ago. Maybe it was recently. I don't know. I mean, maybe it wasn't as recent as I thought that it was, but I definitely know that it wasn't. It was at least a year ago, I think, or, or could be a year year, ago, but something. Yeah. He said, he, he basically said what I'm saying. Like Serena would not compete on the men like against the men yeah i think he said something like she'd be the seven a year ago she'd be the 700th ranked player in- a year ago today yeah and he was ranking himself too and he's like i'd be like 500 or something yeah he like said he, i think he's in his 50s and he was like i, I could beat her yeah <laughs> and dude he's probably right 
That would be more of a close game than because he still plays like in the old. No, man I, know. Stuff. I know. That would be more of a close match than her playing against like the best men out there yeah. right now, for yeah. sure, a hundred percent. Yeah, I agree. And I don't I, know how I hate you that can I, watch. I hate that I even have to say this because th- this honestly, this goes back to people need to choose their words more wisely. This is why we talk about when we talk about music and albums, we really differentiate between greatest and best because I'm, I'm here for a conversation of Serena as the greatest tennis player of all time, because to me, greatest insinuates that you're talking about how she fares against her competition, what her accomplishments are, what her accolades are. And she's a female. So she plays women's tennis. And if she is that much better than her competition in women's tennis, then say Roger Federer is against the men like that's a conversation to be had yeah I'm cool for that but best and and actually insinuating that she could beat the the men no stop you you're stupid you're just fucking stupid yeah I I hate all of those conversations and it dry it seriously drives me nuts how people can sit there and defend with a straight face that that's not true and I'm like glad that's I, so you can't that pissed me off. And I did a little research. I can't, I can't take your opinion seriously. If you're going to defend that, I did a little research because that's when I came, I found the McEnroe thing. Mm. And I also found, and thank God this makes me like Serena even more than I already do. She said, this was the four years ago thing. Four years ago in an interview with David Letterman, she was asked something about that. Mm. And she goes, for me, men's tennis and women's tennis are completely almost two separate sports. If I were to play Andy Murray, who, for those who don't know, is like a top five, top 10 men's, t- especially at the time, was a top yeah, yeah, yeah. five. Um, she goes, if I were to play Andy Murray, I would lose 6-0, 6-0 in five to six minutes, maybe 10 minutes. No, it's true. It's a completely different sport. The men are a lot faster. They serve harder. They hit harder. It's just a different game. I love to play women's tennis. I only want to play girls because I don't want to be embarrassed. That's Serena, the yeah greatest, best women's tennis player of all time. Yeah. So for all you idiots that want to speak for her and tell her that she could beat the people, she's telling you it's not even close. Yeah. So just shut up. Right. And le- like, you're actually keeping her from being like, you're the one taking shine away. Let her be the best female tennis player and, and have the argument of she's the greatest tennis player, but Keep the argument that she could beat the guys out of it. You know what I'm saying? So stupid. And it's so stupid. Praise her for her accomplishments and what she's doing. Talk about how she's the greatest. We could talk about how she's greater than Roger Federer or whatever. Don't say she could beat him. It's so stupid, too, that you have to see the headlines after an interview like that uh, McEnroe one just saying, like, McEnroe refuses to apologize to Serena Williams. It's like... For what? For what? What did he do? And that's exactly what he's saying. He's like, I'm not going to apologize. It's What am I apologizing for? Yeah. This all started in, when I was in high school. And so we had a really good basketball team when I was in high school. When I was, a, I think I was a senior at the time. My my junior, senior year, we had really good basketball teams. And um, Max's mom was, was driving us to practice. <clears throat> and Max's sister went to East Lansing. And they had a really good girls basketball team. So we were class B and we won states in hoop. They were class A and their women won state or their, their girls won states. And Max's mom is talking to us on this car ride about how she thinks their girls could beat us or, or could get, you know, 
it would be a close game. And you, how do you so even try absurd. to argue with someone like that? It's, it's like so absurd. They're a really good team, but literally, our guards are taller than their biggest players. Like our slow guys are faster than their fast guy. Like it's but just even, a different. It's a different game. The, the physicality of it all, like you can't even compare. They shoot from here. We shoot from here. Right. Like, it's yeah. The physicality, the strength, like. We have guys that are going to go up against your big guys that are like, that, get yeah, out of here. There's no way. Right. Yeah, like, people. if the guys played the same way that they play against any other team that they play, men's team, against a women's team, the women, would, it would be they abuse. Barely score. Yeah. It would be abuse. Yeah. It's, that's what pisses me off is like, recognize how good these. I, I like what Serena said. It's a different game. That's, stop trying that's to compare what I'm it. Saying. Stop trying to compare it. Like, stop trying to, or you can compare it, but. Get the get the um get the women can beat the men thing out of here. I'm sure there's certain sports that that's true, but when it comes to a really athletic um where physicality is involved, no, hell no, not even close. Yeah, that shit is. So that might be my pet peeve for the week when I had to hear about that after the like it was right away after Wimbledon. I I got on Twitter and. One of the first things I saw was this, and it was retweeted a bunch of times, and somebody retweeted it. Like, Serena Williams is the best tennis player of all time, not the best female tennis player. <laughs> and that's what. That's why I had to have this topic. It's not that I out of nowhere just wanted to Dude, be like people, men are better than women. It's it's not yeah, like it's just it's it's a it's different. People are so lost. They're they're like just not in touch with reality anymore. Right. It's like, it's sad. Like, I don't understand how you can sit there and make an argument like that to my face. Yeah. Like, for real. And then you can go out and tweet it out to the world and get retweets on it and stuff. Right. And be like, yeah, tap my, like, right. get the fuck, pat me what, on that, the back. That's a great fucking that's tweet. That's a great get take. out of here. That's what bugs me is if it was just some random person that I followed that said that, I would just shrug it off but when it pops up on my timeline and it's like thousands of retweets the most popular tweet of the i'm day. like no so no. there are actually this many people that think this is a legitimate thing get the this has to be debunked out of here no dude uh but that aside obviously props to serena like and and went coming back from um having a kid and and going to the finals of wimbledon less than a year later i think and like that's something that a, a man will never have to do like that's awesome in its own right so just it's let it be let though. it yeah exactly that's let it separate. be dope let it be dope yeah it doesn't have to be like overall dope right. like all-encompassing tennis dope <laughs> right. like that doesn't exist right it's like saying like uh, a man can cook better than a woman <laughs> or do laundry better than a woman <laughs> Oh my god! I'm, when you're, I'm obviously kidding. When you're when you're talking about like physical sport, though, like I cannot take you seriously when you yeah. when you say shit like that. I just can't. Yep. Like it's it's different to me. It's it's very different when you're talking about like um like what's a what's a sport that's not like one of those like kind of sports like darts or like. Yeah. Like, uh, like what, what else, what else would even like, there's certain sports though that you could say, like 
man or woman yeah you i know could be i can't like, think of any off the top of my head because but i don't i don't count those as physical sports yeah. though like and like there are more some, like tactile there like, are some that are better example like they're still not exactly even but they're they're better than football basketball baseball even tennis like like golf for example there's a lot of things that women can do just as well as men but they can't hit it as far no so so that hurts yeah you're done right there honestly like if you can't hit it as far they stretch the course more for men right. than they do for women right in the major championships yeah but yeah that you get you get the point that was my that was my pet peeve of the week so i'm out of topics now wow that's it that's all you got no i'm kidding chance the rapper dropped some music yep i listened to him all the songs Wow, you want a round of applause? I do. I do want a round of applause. Let me let me find it. I listened to them all the songs, all four of them. That's right. Give it up for the old Moti man. God, you found time when you weren't golfing and being, honestly, being the only one that I liked is I might need security, but that. <laughs> um, that was my favorite. The other ones were fine. Um, okay. Yeah. I can't, say, I can't say I hated them. Whatever I thought was the second best. Kind of just blended in with you. Yeah. But whatever. I thought the, the security one was dope because you rarely hear Chance just spitting bars like that. And I haven't heard a beat like that. And in that a while. Yeah. That sample and shit. That was yeah. kind of old school. It was dope. I, yeah, I, that was like Kanye esque. I liked that. But yeah, no, no real deep dive into that. But it's good to hear music from Chance. He said he was going to, he hinted at dropping an album and, and, and pulled back on that and said, no and gave us these four songs but i think he's working on an album that's being i think it's produced being produced by kanye or executive produced or whatever the case may be i heard that rumor yeah so i mean that should be pretty fire yeah whenever it comes out yeah i didn't even look to see who producers were on these songs i should probably do that because especially that security one oh the producers yeah Yeah. no i i just listened to them uh um this evening before the podcast. Wiz dropped Rolling Papers too. Didn't listen to that. I didn't either, and I, I want to, because I haven't... Wiz is one of my one of my favorites of all time, honestly. Not like top three, top five, but just like, you know, top 20, one of my... I like him. Um, there was a period of time where he was definitely one of my favorites, so he'll always be have a nostalgic factor for me. Mm-hmm. But as far as his recent music, I, I'm never rushing to hear it. Um but the fact that it's Rolling Papers too, especially like Rolling Papers was one of his when I was really on to Wiz. Not that that was my favorite project, but mm. it was that period of time. Right. Um, and that project actually, that project was underrated, at least amid, in my circle, I feel like. Because it always got overshadowed by Cushion OJ and even like Deal or No Deals and other stuff. Like that, there were some joints on Rolling Papers. Mm. And um, so I do kind of want to hear it just to, just just to see just to see what Wiz is on these days cuz I don't really know. No, I haven't listened to Wiz in a while. But he always used to be the shit that we would play like yeah. back in the day. Always. Yeah, he was always in rotation at parties we would throw in college and stuff like that. That was like a year like like literally a probably year a couple, of, yeah. of our lives. Probably yeah, probably a few. That, that um, was in heavy rotation. But yeah, I want to I want to give that a listen. Um So I have, uh, oh, I want to do a heat check uh, Drake on you after you, after another week has gone by. Do you still feel the same way? Yeah. I I haven't really changed my mind on the Drake album. No? 
what did I say? Do you think it? it? Do you, you think it is as great as what you thought that it was last week? Did I say it? Yeah. What? You you were under the impression that it was way better than what I was under the impression that it was. Yeah, I mean, I I, I stand by I stand by it's still in I rotation. Said, yeah. For sure, heavy rotation. Yeah, like okay. if I if I get in my whip, that's I'm I'm playing more Drake than anything else okay. right now. I'm I'm playing even less of it right now. <laughs> well, you're weird because you got here and talked about how like it wasn't that great and didn't have replay value, and then you were like, yeah, here's the ones I saved, and it was like 20 songs. Yeah, but we'll see how long they'll stay in the rotation because I'm I'm sure half of them are already out of there. Get them out of there. I think Summer Games is the one I play the most. Um. Obviously, in my feelings, is getting getting tons of tons of play from the the shiggy dance. People got to chill with the in my feelings dance. <laughs> it's getting it's getting overdone now. It's time we need to stop. It's had its run. It wasn't even that dope to begin with. Like it never really even entertained me much. Am I just getting old? Cause that was like, there's stuff that's cool. And like, I'm not just the one calling everything corny and don't do anything, but that one never really did anything for me. I think we're getting old. No, that's just, just whack. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we're getting old. <clears throat> I can see it in myself. You are. Oh um, yeah. Cause I'm, Two years older than you. It's not that far yeah, away. Yeah, you're not aging as well. As yeah, okay. As gracefully. <laughs> okay. Um, how do you? Has your opinion changed? No, it's literally stayed the same. You don't even know what your opinion is. You can go back to the last podcast. It's no, I know same. you. You were talking down on it, and then you told me that you saved the whole album. <laughs> this doesn't have replay value. Whole- this doesn't have replay value except I, for three I quarters saved, of the album. No, I saved like <laughs> 10 songs. 10. All right. Five from each side. Okay. I'm with you. And I'm pretty sure that list has dwindled since we last talked. All right. Plus, I mean, I haven't even been listening to a lot of stuff anyway recently. Nothing's really tickled my fancy. I feel um, like pretty soon you're going to start being a country guy. No. <laughs> <laughs> this is not gonna happen. <laughs> That'll never happen. Ever. Moti's been back in the studio making some beats. That's right. I'm sick of this garbage ass music that's being pr- produced by other people. You sent me you sent me some good shit. I was surprised. I sound like Cyrus there, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Did you see Cyrus's latest Twitter rant that he's no. done buying beats and he's only gonna produce his own now? Oh, really? That's that's his new kick. I didn't even know he was producing like that. Well, it just started last week, so mm. we'll see how that goes. Dope. That'd be but, sick. I mean, it'd be more, dope. The more shit you can do yourself, the better. We'll see. Well, um, I had a, I had a, um, uh, I don't even remember what caused it now, but just a little revelation, and we've kind of gotten away. We started doing a lot of advice for independent artists and speaking from that perspective, and something hit me this week, and I just jotted down um, the note of stepping out of your comfort zone. And um, that is something that I think gets overlooked from the perspective of, okay, it's much easier to be, to emerge as an independent artist, as an artist these days, because of the ability to be independent and do all these things from the comfort of your home and the internet. Yeah. Um, starting there, 
saying stepping out of your comfort zone, I think people think of, and rightly so, when you make music, you're putting your personal experiences out there. You're writing your life and your music. You're getting on stage and standing in front of all these people. All that stuff is very, very much so for a lot of people stepping out of your comfort zone. I Like I am an introvert, I would say, and doing all those things is, is stepping out of my comfort zone in a big way. But everybody kind of knows that. That's cliche. What I'm talking about is stepping out of your comfort zone in if you want to be one of those independent artists that that actually does something and emerges, there's lots of little things that are probably not going to be the first thing you want to do, like making all these little phone calls, like telling people things that they absolutely do not want to hear when it comes to business. You're going to start probably by you're going to start in business with your friends because you're going to start with, okay, I need someone to take this photo or do this video or make this beat. And you're going to start with a circle of friends and it's going to develop into business. And you're going to have to have really tough conversations with people and tell people stuff they don't want to hear and vice versa. Uh, and you're going to have to, you're going to have to um, get away from just trying to please people because otherwise you're not going to get anywhere. Like other, you're just going to bend over and take it. And that's not going to get you anywhere. Like you can be strategic. You just, have a plan and you got to stick to it regardless of what other people are coming in and pressures that are being applied to you. And I just don't think that gets talked about enough. You hear about, oh, step out of your comfort zone, get on stage and talk to all these people or 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 talk to the fans and, and this type of stuff, which is all true and all good and all fair. But I think it, the the little things get overlooked. Like those are some of the biggest things that you have to do on a day to day basis in order to do, in, unless you have a great team around you and you are just able to be that artist and that's all. No, I, I was actually thinking about this the other day too, is um, just trying to think of what the gap is between like, uh, you know, when we came up in the next generation, like after us and the reason why, you know, it's so strictly online now and it might not necessarily be the best thing for a lot of these artists is, I think the missing link was we were forced into something that wasn't just the internet to get going in our music career. It was building connections first, getting shows first. It wasn't get a distribution deal with TuneCore first. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It it was literally like yeah you would release music you had YouTube but it wasn't it wasn't as easy as just like let me depend on these like playlists or these certain curators and things like that like that wasn't a thing all you had was blogs right and Lord knows how because everybody was competing for blogs yeah then. that's true and so it was it was so hard to get onto blogs because you had like the big Sean's and the J Cole's and the Mac Miller's and everybody like that on the blogs, right? The same blogs that you were trying to pitch to, right? As a fucking nobody. Right. So what your mentality was different back then you had to, yeah, you uploaded to the internet, but you had to go out. You had to like make connections in your hometown. You had to get the shows to literally, uh, Make it make yourself look like you're actually trying to do something. You know yeah, what I'm saying? 
maybe it was more to an extent, but I, everything you're saying, I think you still have to do now, though. No, no, no. I, you do, but you don't have to do it as much. Maybe. I don't think so. Not to see the same amount of success that you can but see it's like now. You, but it's like you said, you said, um, like now you have these playlists and stuff. Okay, yeah, but it's 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 hard to get on these playlists that actually matter just like it was hard to get on blogs. Yeah, but you can play the game a lot more efficiently. Like ima- ima- imagine if we started in this day and we released the amount of music that we released today on Spotify or not the amount of music that we released back in 2009 to today on Spotify from the start. Yeah. Imagine that we could get all those rights or we played the game and we didn't do like sunroom type of shit or whatever. Imagine it was as easy as, as it is to like, yeah, find the beats and do all that. What's your point? My point is you can, you can play the numbers game. You can play the analytics game. You can play. Yeah, we could have we could have put all that stuff up, and yeah, we could have like made some money, whatever. But there's no guarantee that we would build any type of fan base. There's never a guarantee. I know, I'm but d- that's what I'm saying is you still. That's why I think you. St- I don't think it's that big of a difference where you still do have to um, gather that that core fan base, and you still have to do shows, and you still have. I'm to- not. I'm not saying that you don't have to. What I'm saying is it's less the the um, importance has shifted. The importance has shifted from putting on the facade in in your person, in your persona, to what you're literally strictly what you're doing online. And that's it. Yeah. I mean, I think that's since, you know, but what, since the internet started, I think there's been a, a trend that way. Yes. But I, yeah, but I don't, now, I don't think necessarily, I think the bigger trend probably happened between like 2000 three and four to 2000 like that decade to 2014 than it has the last five years i think mm, i don't think so i do i think you can easily be a rapper in your bedroom right now and yeah. never show your face anywhere. yeah for sure and i just think the jump happened more like we we came like when we started we were hitting that jump. That jump had already occurred. Yeah, it's gradually kept going. No, we were in the middle of that jump. Maybe, but there were that's, other... That's why it but was But there so, were other people that caught on to that before us. It's not like we weren't even in the first wave. No, what what I'm saying, though, is we were in the middle of the wave. Okay. Where, where it made it easier, yes, for sure, but you couldn't just sit there and be like, YouTube, YouTube, SoundCloud, SoundCloud, SoundCloud. And- you could. But it was literally how we built our fan base. No, there was nothing you you couldn't make you couldn't be sustainable that way. There's no way that you could make money. There's no way that you could do any of that stuff. Right, because well, no, that's not true because you absolutely could. You could garner a a YouTube SoundCloud fan base and then you could make an album and sell it on iTunes. No, not YouTube? No. How do you think we garnered our fan base, our core fan base. How do you think we did it? What? No, what I'm saying is, yes. No, answer through, that question. Through, well, you, through YouTube, yeah. yeah. Through, but, so why did you just say through YouTube? Why, why did we never release anything to be purchased until 2013? Because we, we kept wanting to build the fan base for exposure through st- stuff, free stuff like SoundCloud and YouTube before we tried to go cash in right. on something but like do, iTunes. Because if you, do you think we could have curated that fan base the same way if we would have just never showed our face? 
just like today, I think, like I said, I think doing all the shows and, and doing whatever in person is still necessary and helps, but I don't think it's the number one way that we garnered a fan base. Just, I think it's the same, very similar to today as it was then. I, 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 I just I would, think now, I, I think, I think I, now the biggest difference between then and now is that when I think we were first starting, streaming was not as big a thing as it is now. But that's what I'm saying though, is we had to garner through, I think you downplay and forget the importance of showing through video. Yes, for sure. That we were out doing stuff yeah with our day now you don't have to do that it's not a big deal because all you need to do is just put videos out and you stuff like yeah, that, you, that yeah, yeah you don't ha- you can be a hermit and still make money which, That's my which point. we could have done then too no, i don't get not, what you're not saying. to the extent like we've, we've always today. preached that we never really made our money you on cannot, shows and touring you, and whatever you like cannot. we made our money through doing shit on youtube and soundcloud you're, you're and viewing you're garnering this, a fan base you're viewing this then, to a to b i'm not saying now is exactly the same as it was 10 years ago i'm just saying i don't think it's as different as like you're, you're you keep making the statement of now you can be a hermit and and do all this shit well you could have then it's not like we were out there on the road making guap. You think you could do the exact same thing 10 years ago? I didn't say the exact same That's thing. That's my point. I'm not saying that you can't. I'm saying that the I amount. Think, I think back 10 years ago, you could have a YouTube channel, a SoundCloud account, and you could post a bunch of music, garner a fan base, and then you could cash in on iTunes. Now, I think the the advantage people have now is that instead of having to use SoundCloud and YouTube, which you don't really, yeah, you can make some money on YouTube, but it's not great money. And now you can actually put your music onto streaming services that pay you and also give you exposure. That's the biggest difference. And that's a big difference. But it has nothing to do with going outside. Right. That's what I'm saying. That no, is, you keep talking about no, this hermit and going and doing stuff. I'm saying that has taken the place. The curate the curate, curated playlists and the Spotify's no, and everything dude, like that. But the curated has pl- taken the place of the exposure that you would get elsewhere back in the day. I don't know. I can see it a little bit, but I don't think it's as it makes the difference that you're acting like it makes. I think it makes a huge difference, and I think that's why the music and the the music landscape in general is so different. Yeah, I mean, I'm never arguing that the landscape isn't changing like crazy as time goes by, and that streaming hasn't changed things a lot. I just think ten years ago you could sit in your crib and be an artist and make money just like you could today. It's just in different ways. It just was through different platforms, and you had to do it differently. Like you have to adjust with the times. But I don't think someone can just sit on their ass right now and get on these great playlists that garner a fan. Like you don't, you don't just garner a fan base that's going to stick with you by just sitting right now by just sitting in the crib and and posting music. You have to be making connections that are going to get you on these playlists to actually garner. Because just because you get some big song on a playlist doesn't even mean that you're garnering fans. You might be getting some plays on that song, but you probably paid someone to get on there if you're not stepping out of your crib and making connections. So if you're not doing something that actually builds a foundation and you're just doing something to like get but your that, numbers up for the meantime, that's not going to get you anywhere anyway. That's exactly what I'm saying, though, is that's why it's so crazy right now is that you could literally sit in your crib Pay, promote, do whatever you need to do to get onto these curated playlists and boom, be making money. They don't have to even be real fans. No, I just, I disagree. 
I don't know how you can disagree with that. That's okay, boom be making money, like money that's going to do anything for you or like just some it's money. money. No, but there's a difference between making a little bit of money and actually like being an, being an artist for a living. Okay, if you make it onto one Spotify curated playlist, big one. But did you pay to get on it or were you out there making connections that okay, you're like- Say, say you paid, paid $2,000 to get on there. Okay, so you, got, you paid $2,000 and you got one of your songs on a curated playlist. And, and you generated 20 million plays on that song. I don't think you're going to pay $2,000 and generate 20 million plays. On one of those big ones, you will. Then let's do it. <laughs> I mean, seriously. 20 million plays? What the fuck are we doing? I don't know. Let's do it. <laughs> I mean, if you know the connection, let's go. I don't. So you're coming up with this random ass hypothetical connection. I don't think you're going to go pay $2,000 and get a song 20 million plays. I don't think that's how it works. How do you think it works? I think you can pay a certain amount of money. Like we were just talking about it the other day. You can pay a certain amount of money and you might be able to pay $2,000 and your song might get maybe a million plays. You're not going to pay $2,000 and get 20 million plays, dude. It's based on the playlist. No shit. But you're not, but $2,000 isn't getting you on a playlist that's getting you 20 million plays. Unless you have some great connections, and in that case, you're probably stepping out of the crib and actually doing shit and not just sitting there and purchasing everything you get. That's what I'm trying to say. Like everything, the amount of work you put in helps you build that foundation of realness that allows you to actually be an artist for a living. You can sit in your crib and randomly get your numbers up in different areas because you're paying for different services and you're being that person and certain, and you might be able to make a little bit of money. But nothing is, at the end of the day, nothing is really that real. And at the end of the day, that shit's going to crumble. That's what I'm saying. I know, but all the, I don't know how you can deny that you see a lot of these newer artists popping up today that have literally done that. They've released music on Spotify all the time, have garnered a fan base because they've been curated on certain playlists, and then they, they can sell shows now. But that the fans have never attached themselves to anything outside of that. But how is that any different? These artists putting out these songs on Spotify continuously and garnering a fan base. How is that any different than someone 10 years ago putting a bunch of content out on YouTube and SoundCloud and garnering a fan base and now being able to do okay, shows? Are we talking about, because when you say content, what are we talking about? Because Spotify is only music. Okay. So YouTube- songs. Songs. So if you literally just posted songs with an album art on YouTube, you think you could curate? How do you think SoundCloud rappers started? People posted a bunch of music on SoundCloud and worked through SoundCloud to connect with other people through SoundCloud and got their SoundCloud numbers up, and all of a sudden they have this big SoundCloud fan base, and they can go tour off of it. Yeah, but SoundCloud wasn't. And yeah, and SoundCloud and, wasn't curating. And yeah, and those. yeah even if you want to get into, uh, okay, but whatever like this is it's not whatever no it is because you need to get into this like okay you talk about this curated so are you talking about um like radio for a song like a song's radio that it's gonna pop up on some people's playlists and whatever it, like yeah that's I'm, I'm, like yeah spotify is gonna get you extra listens that way nothing substantial enough to make a real dent and give you some real money i'm saying it's self-contained which makes it easier. Yes, okay. It is easier to make some money and also have people hear your music now because of Spotify. And attach because, themselves to you. Because of streaming. Yes. Okay. 
That's all I was arguing. That's it. Okay. I said that a while ago. I said streaming has like the the availability of Spotify and Apple music. But you also have the other aspect of 10 years ago before streaming was like this. If I garnered a fan base through YouTube and SoundCloud, I could cash in way more on iTunes because people were buying my album for $9.99. Yeah. And I was getting 70% of that. Now streaming, you just like, I would agree, but I don't think it was as common. Okay, yeah, so I would never disagree that the trend is like there's more and more and more and more and more and more artists because music is more and more and more and more accessible through streaming and stuff like that, for sure. And it's a one-stop shop. That's what I'm... Like, people don't need to go look anymore. It's all there. Like, Spotify puts what... Like, puts stuff in front of you for you to listen to now. Right, but I just... I guess where I differed from you is you you, try, you made it sound like now you can just go upload a ton of music from... Sp- to Spotify and through magical curated playlists, if you just put a bunch of music out, you're going to garner a fan base and you're going to no, uh, make a no, living dude, as an artist. All that I'm saying is it's more, it's easier and more likely now because it's self-contained. Of course, as as time is going on, it is easier to become an independent because artist. It because doesn't of live that, yeah, in sure. multiple places anymore. It's literally in one spot. For sure. As with all these different things, it is, We've, we've talked about this a million times. It's as time goes on, it has been easier and easier to become your own independent artist from your computer, a lucrative independent artist. I mean, we're just going to go in circles on this. No, that's what I'm saying. But if you're going to, what I'm telling you is if you're going to be a lucrative artist, you aren't just sitting there uploading songs to Spotify and Apple music. You will not be a lucrative artist based off that. You do have to do these other things. You have to do the shows. You have to do the networking. Because even if you sit at your computer and buy plays, essentially, not buy plays, but buy onto certain playlists and things like this, you're only, like, if you bought, if you spent $2,000, which to an artist who isn't anything is a lot of money, and you got a million plays, which I don't know if that's, the general equivalent, but it's definitely way closer to that than 20 million plays. And so if you did that still of those million plays point, Oh, whatever percentage are actually going to stick with you as fans likely. Yeah, correct. And so that's what I'm saying. You do have to do these other things. Cause if you just did that, you might make some money on that one song that you already sunk $2,000 into plus however much you bought the beat, whatever, plus whatever type of marketing you did for it. So whatever, yeah, you might make some money on the back end of that, but it ain't anything crazy because a million spins on Spotify doesn't even get, what does that, that make you? What does a million spins on Spotify make you? Not much. What do they say it is? Like 0.003? Six grand. Is that even right? Yeah, sounds right. Okay, so let's say off that song, then you made three grand. So you spent two thousand dollars to get on the playlist. You spent another thousand somewhere else, beat marketing, whatever video. Okay, mm-hmm. and you made seven thousand dollars off of it, or you, or you made four thousand. So we'll say something like that. Okay, that's the song because you are nothing as an artist. So all your other shit isn't getting anything. Yeah, but what's what's stopping you from just taking that same strategy with every single thing that you release at that point? You could try that. 
But, but like get, we said, we're that, coming up with this random hypothetical no, thing too. And, and of, that's, that's I don't why, even know that that's how it works because I've never bought onto any playlist. That's the only reason why I'm saying this is because if you take that scenario, assuming that it works, because both of us have no idea. This is just a hypothetical because that's all it can be. Right. So much of this is chance anyway. So a rapper. But you take that and you go back 10 years and you're like, okay, what would the equivalent of a strategy like that be 10 years ago? It would be like paying to get on blogs and shit like that. Right. Which isn't, which is not money in your pocket. Correct. That's exactly what I'm saying. But like I said, I don't know that paying to get on these playlists is necessarily no and no one does and i guess that's the thing is like when you try to equate like an amount of money to spend to get a certain amount of plays that's not even how it works in general it's just you pay someone to market you and by happenstance it gets posted on something that is lucrative that's it so i guess obviously we both agree that it is easier to do to to be an independent artist from your computer now but i guess where we're just going to have to agree to disagree is that i don't think it's to, to be able to be an artist as a living, I still think all those things you mentioned are things like that we, we had to do 10 years ago as far as getting out and doing shows and all that stuff. I still think you have to do it today. Just you as much. You have to do it. Just as much as Just you as did. much as you, like, very similar amount as you did 10 years ago. Because, yeah, do you have to do it today? No. But you also didn't have to do it 10 years ago either. No. But yeah, I guess the only thing we disagree on is that I think it was much more important 10 years ago than it is today. And I think it's only a little, so. And I'm right. (laughs) I don't think so. (laughs) I think I'm right. Speaking of shows, Chicago, September 6th. I am coming with Ali. Um, We're coming through to, I believe it's Shuba's. And it's a smaller, intimate venue, so if you think you want to go, cop your tickets because we're trying to sell that thing out. Which, which is would, always the goal. Right, which would be really dope. And, and it's not always possible because I'm not going to be out here in front like I can go to some random city and sell 500 tickets, but this is a smaller venue that we can we can sell out between Ali and I, and um, that would be really dope. So if you think you want to go, I'm not just saying this from a marketing like, get your tickets before they sell. I'm actually saying get your tickets because it's a smaller venue. And I would not be surprised if come day of show and closer to the show that there aren't tickets available. Um, and, also, oh, before you speak up. Another show? Another the following one. day. Another one. <laughs> I will be in Minnesota, Minneapolis at the Poor House, Dinky Town. And um, Ali will be with me as well. That will be a Friday evening, all ages, Minneapolis. Um, We're recording this podcast Thursday night, so we haven't announced it yet. But by the time you hear this podcast tomorrow or very soon after, we will be posting the ticket link for Minneapolis. So come to both of them if you're a Midwest person. Minneapolis is on a Friday. I know you guys don't got shit to do. Come through both of them. If I see people... If I see people at multiple stops, I will definitely will hook you up with some gear or something because that's that's dopeness. Yep. But yeah, September sixth, Chicago. September seventh, Minneapolis. Ali will be at both uh, both shows, and we'll be getting it in. Ticket links will be at our website. 
<clears throat> and you know where that is. Gee. Um, New to the independent music scene, speaking of Spotify, they keep killing the game. They have released a feature that allows you to submit your scheduled releases to their straight to their editorial team through your artist dashboard to potentially get your music onto their curated playlist. Say that say that one more time. Through your artist dashboard, you can actually there's a feature to submit if you have a song that's scheduled Mm-hmm. A week in advance. Okay. You can submit that song to their editorial team okay. for review to get featured on a curated playlist. Hmm. Did we do that with my upcoming release? We did. Very good. Very good. But it literally just got released yesterday, that feature. Mm. So it's not even a full week in advance. But they let me do it. So it's not we'll a full see. week in advance, but we'll see. Okay. So we'll do it with the following one. But that's nice. I got a banger. <laughs> that's nice to know though. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, it like, could end up getting muddied up with Well, they have they have this like form that you have to fill out and okay. it's like it asks you like five different questions or whatever. Like what? Like what mood do you think it like they mm-hmm. have like options? Like a real like laid back, you know, chill like sexy and mom. There's a bunch of other, like, obviously the genre. It asks you, you to dis- describe. Mood? Yeah. It yeah. asks you to describe the song. Did you say big vibe? I said, this song sucks. If you feature it, get the fuck out of That's here. That's actually probably the type of shit they'll feature. All these all these hipsters. Yeah, for sure. But, uh. Oh, he said this song sucks. We gotta. <laughs> we gotta put this on rap caviar. This song is racist and sexist. <laughs> but yeah, that was exciting for uh I got that email and I was like, wow, Spotify, really? You know? Yeah, that's cool. Good shit. I mean, it makes you feel like you're in control when you're not in control. So are you a are you a uh a Spotify user over Apple Music? No. You're still an Apple Music guy. When Person. is Apple Music gonna put out a fucking dashboard? They have it, but it's not officially out of beta yet. I know. That's what I'm saying. It was, it was supposed to be out of beta in the spring. You need to submit separately because I am I have a feeling they're not. The reason why we haven't gotten accepted is because- Because you submitted as a label? Yeah. Okay. So you got to use your own Apple ID and try to submit that as an artist. You'll probably get it right away. I don't have my Apple ID. Someone in France does. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but personally I use Apple music just because I am an Apple user. So everything is just better. I'm an Apple user, but as an artist standpoint and a guy that does music, I mean, dude, Spotify is just, I don't use Apple music. Like I, I obviously have it to just check up on things, but if I had to, I mean, the thing is Spotify does just kill the game and yeah, everything spotify's dope if it literally wasn't for apple music just integrating into all the apple shit way better than spotify mm. i'd use spotify okay but you know i don't really use their like curated playlist all that much or anything like that like i like to just pick my music and listen to it because it's so rare that i actually do get to listen to it anyway yeah so it's just kind of like i don't really need all that extra shit 
but if I was like a music fan, like, you know, just like a fan yeah, and I just wasn't making music for a living, I'd probably just, I would, I'd probably use Spotify for sure. It'd help you discover a lot of new music too. I feel like it's just way better for that kind of stuff than Apple music is. It's way cleaner and yeah, it lets the artist have a little bit more control too, which is good for a fan. Right. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a big Spotify fan. It lets you know, you know, upcoming shows and and then as an artist too, obviously, since I just don't even have a Apple Music dashboard, it's like I always am going to veer towards Spotify because I can actually see my numbers. Right. Well, and like even uh, just the way that they have it laid out, as far as it's it's easy, it's easy to understand like what certain things do. Like with Spotify, when you follow somebody, like your release radar is for that. Mm-hmm. Like it lets you know who you're following, what their latest releases are. Mm-hmm. Like. That's pretty fucking simple. I still don't know what following does on Apple Music. Still haven't figured it out. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't know anything about it because I don't use it, so. But, I don't know, whatever. I don't get notified of anything. There's no, like, release radar type of a thing in there. Release radar. <laughs> uh, yeah, but, yeah, Spotify kills the game. They keep killing the game. Um... Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, we need to take voicemails because we haven't done it in a while. Okay. I got two picked out here. Forgot we even did that. Let's try this out. Have hey, guys. Him? My name's Craig. Big fan. Start anyway, screening just, the. Uh, jump straight to my question here, and that is how much longer. Okay. I didn't hear this dude's name because he was yelling. Craig. Craig? I don't know. Craigslist. Hey, guys. My name's Craig. Big See? fan. Anyway, I'll just uh, jump straight to my question here, and that is, how much longer do you guys sign a female artist? And maybe if you don't sign a female, you could at least put out more tracks in collaboration with girl singers? I don't know. I just think they could really add to the dynamic of your music and potentially introduce like a new layer to the spectator sound. Yeah, anyway, would you mind just kind of expanding on that and uh, tell me what you think? Could, could that guys. question be any more... Uh... He must not have heard. Well timed for this podcast. He must, after, after. He must not have heard the beginning of this podcast. <laughs> We're sexist over here. Oh my god! Of course, that question will come right now. Um, honestly, a I'm just not as plugged in with female artists and singers. Um, B the fan base that we have garnered, I think. Like you could, we can see what type of songs become popular and what type of songs have success within our fan base, and it is not that type of that song. type of song. Mm. Um, I do agree. I do want to. I would love to work with more female artists, get more featured hooks, things like that. Um, a lot of it's just my network. I know more. I know more male artists. I know more rappers. Um, I've I've have more of a network with that. Um, as far as signing a female artist, totally for it. If it, if it, but it's, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go, we're not going to go sign someone because we feel like we want a female artist. If a female artist presents herself and comes like, if, if we are presented and come across a female artist that we're like, she's dope, we're going to want to sign her. Right. That if she fits our label and all this shit, but we're not going to go sign her, go sign someone. We're not going to go look for a female. Just like, honestly, dude, I always feel 
shitty about the fact that we're a hip hop label and we got a, a bunch of white guys. Like Marcus is the only black guy on our label, especially hip hop being a black art form originally and, and shit like that. But I'm not going to go sign someone because they're black mm. and I'm not going to deny uh, a dope white rapper that I come across an opportunity if I feel like he's going to um, do well with the spectators just because we can't have another white guy. So that's just what it is. We're, I would, I would love to work with more female artists. It's just a matter of, we sign artists that catch our attention and, and, and work with our, work with our scheme. And label. well, yeah, yeah. Cause e even so I think about signing a, a female artist right now and it scares me a little bit because not necessarily because of anything that you said, which is, which are good points. But from my side of the thing is I take comfort in knowing that if any of our guys couldn't mix their shit, I could do it. And I do for, you know, half of you guys, but it, if anything ended up happening, like I could do it. I've never mixed a female artist like that before. I've mixed hooks and stuff like that, but doing it on a regular basis, especially like, like a if, singer, if it's thinking. a singer, it's tough for me, man. Like I know I could do it, but it would be a learning curve at that point. And it's, it would, it would take time for it to actually happen. Is it bad that I don't really like female rappers? I mean, I never really have either, but. And I don't really know why. Like, I don't, maybe it's just simply a relate, a, a relatability. Thing. I think it is because rap is so much of, of that for guys. Yeah. I would assume like, think about how many guys, like, I mean, you know, but I, we, but I, but I listen to a bunch of, it all but I listen to a bunch of shit from like, like gangster ass rap that I can't relate to at all. And I like it. Yeah. But I think there's certain undertones though, that are like kind of relatable though, too. Like Maybe. it, like even just the hustle of it all or like something like that. But is a female just like, rapper can talk about that. Yeah. But I think it's just, it's that it's a female. Like, it's just that I'm a guy. Like I relate to guys. I relate to the way guys say stuff. I'm a guy. I like guys. That's not what I said. <laughs> that what I said? I'm a guy. I have relations with guys. That's what, that's what I heard you say. Well, that's not what I said. So oh, Okay. No, I just, I mean, okay. So if, if you're, if you're taking life advice from somebody, are you more likely to take it from like, and it's, you know, a, a guy problem that you're oh, having. I'm, I'm more like, like likely to take advice from a guy because guys' brains are bigger. <laughs> And obviously, he is not joking. <laughs> you didn't hear about the send all hate mail to the spectators collective. You didn't hear about the new study. <laughs> Glory's gonna kill me after this podcast. Did John McEnroe do it? Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. We got one more question. <clears throat> hey guys, it's Greg. Uh, I'm from Lehigh, PA, small town. Uh, about a half hour away from Allentown. Mm, uh, my yeah. question is, have you ever thought about um, doing a show in PA? If so, just let me know. Thanks. Yeah, so um, shout out PA, by the way. You live relatively close to my aunt and uncle who are in a uh, very small town, Zionsville. Six, 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 six. Zionsville, if you uh, didn't hear that. Not Toronto. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> but I know that's near Allentown. But yeah, um, 
actually, and we'll see how it goes. We're, we're trying to put together like a few little one-off shows that make sense. Like we said, we got Chicago, Minneapolis right now. Um, we're going to try to put together a few more. I don't know how many it'll end up being. I don't know if we'll keep it like strictly to some Midwest stuff, if we'll be able to stretch further, but yeah, if we do PA, it'd probably be Philly. Um, yeah, I would love to hit like Philly, Boston, New York, some, you know, any combination of those three. Um, and we'll see. I mean, it's just a, sometimes the logistics of it are tough with the teams we're working with and the people we're working with and the shows and the venues and the promoters and stuff like that. But yeah, for sure. And you will know. We will We will. I, I, be looking out since we've already rolled out a couple of shows in September. Like if we're going to, we're going to look to do a few shows throughout September and October. So if it doesn't happen then, it probably won't happen until 2019. So soon or next year. Soon, coming soon. Because I ain't, I ain't doing the winter tour show shit again. I hate that. Oh, fuck that. I'm not doing that. You're always like going to a different city like, oh God, I hope we don't get another blizzard because no one's going to come. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like not even to take into account the annoyingness of travel when it's shitty like that. Right. Um. Yeah. So... We will be doing the podcast next week, but the week after that, we will be off. There will be you don't want to do a, you don't want to do an on-site podcast. I don't know if I can pull that off. We could bring the equipment. Could we? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we could. I guess I don't know. It'd be fun. We could try it. It'd be fun. We should do. A podcast on the golf course. That's what we should do. Just hook up the boom mics to the to the poles on the golf cart, Cards? and then just that'd be sick. Except it'd be really annoying for people to watch because every five seconds we'd be getting out to hit a shot. So um, you you take the mic with you. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think I don't think that would work. Yeah, I mean, whatever. or we could just tool around in the golf cart until the podcast is done, and then start around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we could just get there early. Take a golf cart, like say we're going to hit the range. We mm. could just do it on the range. We could. At the summit or something. Just go down there. As long as there's not many people down there right. and no one's giving us weird looks. Yeah. <laughs> we could maybe go at like a weird time. I don't know. Okay. I'll take that back. We'll try. Maybe we'll do an on-site podcast. We're going on vacation with the fam. We do this every year. We go play a bunch of golf for a week um, up north Michigan. Um, that, That's in two weeks, so... But we'll see. I'll see if I can get Moti to hook us up with an on-site podcast. But we'll see. We'll see. We'll let you know next week. Okay. Any last thoughts? Um, I'm a little scared to see what you come up with for the title of this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Don't do anything too crazy. Um, Oh, the power! The power! I'm taking the soundboard away from you. Why? It's fun. Um, Are you you outroing to my song that's coming out next week? Yep. Paggy's got a new song coming. I stay with it. Next week. I stay with one in the tuck. Um, This one is called Used Cars, and it will be available next Monday? Yep. Next Monday. Um... All right. Good. 
Yeah, I'm Audi. And that concludes Podcast 25. Yep, only 75 more to go and then we're done. We're 100% done. We gonna be rich someday. We got potential and shit, man. We got something to say. I think we different. It's just the way that we made. Give us a TV show. Give me a record deal. Give me a million dollars. Sit back and let me build. Yeah, yeah. Fast forward, none of that happened. But I made a living and I did that shit rapping. Still whipping, whipping used cars. They said we never get too far. Riding around in used cars. I had a 99 prism, 99 problems, but nothing was wrong with it. Got me round campus, got me to all my classes. Opportunity knocking, took me to all my chances. Got me up out of work to work on all of my classics. If it wasn't for her, about that life wouldn't happen. Could you even imagine it get like this? Always felt it, but now I'm.